fascinating Rashi Sicha, where you have a few words of Rashi, and depending on how you read them, they can have two totally different meanings. And we're going to discover how what Rashi means and why we are forced, we are compelled to understand Rashi in only in a spe- this specific way, despite the fact that it may be different than the Gemara. And there is also a very beautiful Yenashultir, a very section of the Sicha that discusses the Chsidis of this idea and the difference of Mesha and Aaron. In Parsha Shmini, which is Reish Chedesh Nissen, it's the eighth day, meaning it's after seven days of Miluim, and it's the Yom Chanukah Samishkan, after the seven days of preparing for the dedication of the Mishkan, this day, Reish Chedesh Nissen, Yom Hashmini, is the day of the dedication of the Mishkan. And sadly, uh, Aaron and his sons, Elazar and Isamar, become Oinanim. The Nadav and Aviyu pass away, and, and they become in the state of Oinan, which is the morning, a state of mourning um, for an immediate relative that is prior to Avelus. And there are different variances, or variations rather, in the Halachas because of the fact that they were Oinanim. And what happens is that in addition to the karbanis of that day, that were specific for that day, for the Chanukah Samishkan, that day was also Rosh Chodesh. And there was a Seir HaChatas that normally would have been, a part of it would have been eaten by the Kayanim. And in this case, Aaron had it burned entirely like an oila and did not eat it. And Moshe discovers this by Yiktsev Moshe. Moshe was angry. How did you... Uh, 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 not follow the instructions and burn the chatos that was supposed to be eaten. And Aaron responds that he's an oinon. Hayita be'ine Hashem, would the be happy that I was eating this carbon? And Rashi explains that Aaron was differentiating between kachi shah and kachi deiris. In other words, Aaron had received the instruction to eat of the carbonos, but he understood that that was kachi shah. Those things that were holy were karbanas for the day of the Chanukah Samishkan. It was a one-time thing. And therefore, they had to be eaten. But Aaron understood that if it's Kachay Deiris, if it's karbanas that will continue to be uh, uh, done, fulfilled in years to come. And in this case, the Sira Chatos was a Chatos of Rish which is is something that is holy for eternity, for generations to come, Aaron understood that it did not have to be eaten. So Aaron says, I'm an Oinon. So even though I was supposed to eat the Kachay Shah, I don't think I should be eating the Kachay Deiris. And the next Pasik says, Vayishma Moshe heard this from Aaron and it found favor in his eyes. This is the, 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 the anecdote, this is the episode that we are going to be exploring today. In Pasik, so on this Pasik, that Moshe heard and it found favor in his eyes, as Rashi Maitik from Pasik, Rashi quotes the words, he admitted and he was not ashamed, to say, I didn't hear. What do these words mean? So in the Gemara, the Gemara understands that Moshe said, Moshe admitted that he had heard this from Hashem, that Hashem had told him that the Kachay Deiris should not be eaten, but he had forgotten that detail. 
And when he heard it from, from Aaron, it reminded him. And in that case, the way you would learn is Haida, he admitted, the Loi Boish, and he wasn't embarrassed. Because had he been embarrassed, Loimar Loi Shamati, he would have said, I never heard this. But because he wasn't embarrassed, he admitted and he said, I heard this and I forgot it. Let's see this inside. Learn in Mefarshim. Then Pirush in Rasha. To Mefarshim understand what Rashi is trying to say. As when Moshe had given boys, had Moshe been embarrassed, ashamed, he would have said, I didn't hear. Under Pirush from Vele Boys, Lemar Leishamaiti, Isvisa Voltstein, Vele Omar, Mitsacha Hoya Boys, Leishamaiti. And then we would interpret into the words of Rashi that it means to say that he didn't say due to his shame. I didn't hear because there was no shame. We bowed over as loibosh. Because since, and this is how we're understanding what Rashi is saying at this point, these Mepharshim, the Re'em, the Gurari, the David, etc. has brought in the Hara. We bowed over as loibosh. Since Moshe was not ashamed, nor hotenid gizot loishamati. He didn't say, I didn't hear this ever. Nor hoide he admitted. He said, I heard this from Hashem, but I forgot. Vidi Gemara is Mefaris, as the Gemara explains. So it was one more time. Hoide he admitted. And he wasn't embarrassed. Which would have caused him to say, I didn't hear. Rather, he said, I heard it and I forgot it. That's the Gemara. But if this is what Rashi is saying, this is entirely not understood. It's known that Rashi wrote his explanation, his commentary, in a very clear style, a very, a very open way. It's not written concisely or, or in code. It's written in a way that even a child should be able to understand. If Rashi's intent was to tell us that Moshe said, I heard and I forgot, then Rashi wouldn't have skipped. Rashi would not have omitted the most important point. The word was Moshe said. In other words, if Moshe said, and that's what Rashi is trying to tell us, then why does Rashi not say that? Why does Rashi refer to the fact that Haida Boish tell us what he didn't say and not tell us what he did say? Especially since the Gemara does explain it, spell it out. So if the Gemara, which is written for an older age child, feels the need to spell it out, then certainly Rashi should have spelled it out. Nor can we say that Rashi is relying on the fact that the Gemara explained it. Because we've already spoken many times that Rashi's style is to explain the meaning of the Psukim on the spot. And Rashi does not rely on that which is explained in other places. And especially in this case where Rashi does not reference the source of his Pirush in the Gemara. Had Rashi said, then, the Gemara, then one might have said, maybe Rashi is telling the Bachamas Mikra, go look in Zvachim. But Rashi didn't say that. Rashi quoted, Rashi said something without referencing the Gemara in Zvachim, and seemingly Rashi missed the most important point. Alam is And therefore, based on this, we have to conclude 
the opposite of how we started. The Rashi here is not learning. Rashi is following Pshat. Not learning the Pasuk the way it would be understood in the Halachic perspective or in the Gemara perspective. Especially since this is discussed, mentioned as well in Teiras Kernim. Over there the Lashon is not like in Gemara. Does not say Shemaiti Vishakhti. When Rashi Klaib to the Lost Materas Kernim. Rashi chooses to go with to, to, to quote the Teras Kernim almost verbatim. And now it says there's the word miyad, which Rashi doesn't say. Which is why the Mefarshim might want to lean in the direction of the Gemara. But it must be that Rashi is not interpreting this Pasik the way the Gemara does, because he doesn't say the word Shemaiti Vishakhti. And it must be that Rashi is interpreting it the way the Teras Kernim does. But we have to understand what that is. And this is our first question on Rashi. What does Rashi mean when he says, So that's question number one. We have another two questions in Sif base. And these questions, number one, is going to ask, what is bothering Rashi? What is missing in this passage that Rashi feels the need to explain it by saying, And number two, what's the mocker? Where in the Pasuk do you see this concept of Anything that Rashi brings has to have a mocker, a source in Pesutah Shomikra. Where do you see it? What is difficult in this Pasuk that Rashi needs to address it and respond to it by saying The Pasuk is the The Pasuk can seemingly be understood very basically. After Moshe heard the Aaron's argument, it's found favor in his eyes. Base from vanities that What is the source? What compels Rashi, according to Pesudah Mikra, that there was a situation over here where Moshe was not embarrassed and admitted something? Where in the Pesukim do you see this? So says I don't know must learn. There are certain Mefarshim. But learn as follows. That what compels Rashi is the words of Yisra Meshav. Which seem to be superfluous. Aaron was speaking. The previous passage begins by David Aaron and Moshe. Aaron is speaking to Moshe. Certainly Aaron was listening. Moshe was listening to Aaron. So we have to know that Moshe agreed. We could have said that Why does have to say Vayishma Moshe? So according to these Mepharshim, they say that from the words by Yishma Moshe, Rashi, Rashi deduces, as does mate, as does was Aaron not gezogt, hachi Moshe freer gehert, from the Mepharshim. They say by Yishma Moshe, doesn't mean Moshe was listening to Aaron. It means Moshe had previously heard it already from Hashem. No, it was our guest in Rabbah, he had forgotten it. When the father is by Yitav Beinov, Aaron's raid, not the Manazich. And then when, he, when Aaron spoke these words, it reminded him of what he had heard from Hashem, Yitav Beinov, and he agreed. So that's how the Mepharshim say. Mepharshim say, look at the Pasik. By Yishma Beinov, by Yishma Moshe, seems extra. It must mean that by Yishma Moshe means that Moshe had already heard this previously. But this this pshat in these words does not fit in according to the pshat mikra. We may learn to perish Rashi and therefore does not fit in into the words of Rashi. Varum neisaf the kushas was mafarshim fragin. First of all, we have two questions that the mafari the mafarshim themselves ask on this. Aleph 
Al pisa gedar stein wo Moshe shama bekitzbeze. Was omad gizain azarot shen degert beover. Va yishma Moshe could be understood that Moshe was listening to Aaron. If by Yishma Moshe means that Moshe had previously heard it from Hashem, then it should have said um Moshe shama. Moshe heard it in the past. Base. Rashi yod zechedar stein eich hafti verta va yishma Moshe. The second question is if the question. What's bothering Rashi is from the words Vayishma Moshe, then Rashi should have included the words Vayishma Moshe in the Dibra Maschil. So those are the two questions that the Mephoshim ask. Then in addition to that is, the Rebbe has another question. If what's bothering Rashi, if what Rashi holds, that Vayishma Moshe means that Moshe Shama, that Moshe had previously heard this from Hashem, and he was saying to Aaron, Shamaiti Vishachachti, that I heard and I forgot, Rashi should have said it clearly, Moshe Shama. Ubefrat, as a dermit, as a dermit mevatel, dem pirus kipsuti from Vayishma Moshe, adas gate of demos el gehet van Aaron. Especially since Rashi is replacing the simple understanding. The simple understanding is that Aaron, Moshe heard from Aaron. Rashi is come, coming to, to uh, re- replace the, the simple meaning and say that it means um, Moshe Shama. But Moshe had previously heard this from Hashem. If that's Rashi's intent, then Rashi has to tell it to us. Or at least, like we asked in the previous Seif, at least let Rashi quote the Gemara, where it says, And then, if Rashi would have said, then it might have been difficult, but at least we could have said that Vayishma means Shamaiti. But if Rashi says nothing about, about not Shama Moshe, not Shamaiti Vishakhti, then it, it's impossible to interpret, or very difficult, I should say, interpret into Rashi's words that, that what's bothering Rashi is Vayishma Moshe, that those words are extra. And because of that, he interprets it to mean Shamaiti Vishakhti. So, so this period of the Mepharshim does not work according to Pshutish Mikra, and therefore we have two more questions that we have to get to. And that is number one what is. But what is bothering Rashi? And number two, what is the mocker in the Pshutish Mikra for the Pshat of Rashi? There's another thing that we have to understand. This is actually very interesting. In Parshish Matis, in Parshish Matis, it's talking about after the Eden returned from the, the war against Midian. And this is the Parsha where Elazar Akayan teaches the Yidin how to cash their kalim. They brought in a lot of loot from Midian. And the laws of Kashros, of Kashin and Kalim, which we keep until this day, are learned from that parsha. But interestingly enough, the, the Allahs were taught by Elazar Akayan. So Rashi says, why is Elazar teaching it not Meshulkas? Because Mesha had gotten angry. Earlier, a few psukim earlier, it says, Moshe got angry at the officers of the war, and he continues, You let the females live. Moshe was angry at them. So because he had gotten angry, it made it brought him to make a mistake. That he forgot the halachis of casting the kalim. And then Ashi continues, Similarly, you find on the eighth day of the Miluim, that Moshe got angry at Elazar in his summer. Because he brought himself to anger, he brought himself to make a mistake, which is the mistake over here that he 
that, that he berated Aaron for eating, for not eating this irachatas. Similarly, in the parsha of Shimon Hamerim, which is the parsha of the Meimiriva, Vayaches Asela, he hit the rock. So it doesn't say the word Vayikseh, but the Chayda, the word Shimon Hamerim, calling the hidden rebels, is a sign of his anger. And therefore he made a mistake, instead of, of talking to the rock, as the Avisar told him to do, he hit the rock. So from this Rashi we can understand. As the fact that Moshe made a mistake demands an explanation. How is it possible for Moshe to make a mistake? And therefore Rashi feels the need to explain to us that when Moshe gets angry, it could lead him to making a mistake. Is it move on? So now we have a question. This question, how is Moshe able to make a mistake? Is happens for the first time in our parsha where Moshe makes a mistake and thinks that the sirachatas was supposed to be burnt, was supposed to be eaten. Is Rashi dog so Rashi should have already explained it here that the reason that Moshe made a mistake was because of his anger. Why does Rashi wait until Parshas Matos in order to explain that Moshe got angry and that's what caused him to make a mistake? So that's our third or fourth question for today. Question number one, what does it mean when it says What does Rashi mean by that? Question number two, what is bothering Rashi? And together with that, what is Rashi's mocker? What is Rashi's source from Shotesh Mikra that etc.? Question number three, we have an explanation from Rashi himself that the Moshe made a mistake because he had gotten angry. But why does Rashi wait until Parshas Matis to explain this and does not explain that here in our Parsha? Seemingly, it's a big question. How could Moshe get angry? And Rashi feels the need to explain it, but for some reason, he doesn't explain it here. So here's the explanation. Rashi means it as it sounds literally. As Meisha admitted, was not embarrassed to say, I never heard this before. That he had never heard from Hashem the differentiation between Kachisha and Kachideris. In other words, he had received the commandment from Hashem, which he gave over to Aaron to eat the Karbonis. But this fact that Kachideris is different, he never heard it before. That's what Rashi means. Rashi says it, he means it, he means what he says, as it seems. Why? Why does Rashi learn that that Moshe is saying Loisha mighty? Why can't Rashi say like the Gemara? In other words, when we asked earlier, against Shemaiti V'Shachachti, that's saying Rashi can't mean that. Because if Rashi would have meant Shemaiti V'Shachachti, he would have said Shemaiti V'Shachachti. Now the question is, why Taka does Rashi not say Shemaiti V'Shachachti? What is wrong with the Gemara's explanation? What is difficult with the Gemara's explanation that Rashi does not say like the Gemara, that Moshe was saying Shemaiti V'Shachachti? The time for us to let it need be in Gemara, as Moshe had yegeret mechilek narat asvargesen. The fact that, the reason why Rashi does not learn like the Gemara. Moshe had heard the, dif the difference. And he had, excuse me. 
and he had forgotten it. And this is where he was not ashamed because he was admitting that he had heard this from Hashem and not forgotten and forgotten it. Because if Shemait, if Moshe is saying Shemaiti this would bring up three, two or three basic questions. Aleph, was for a schwache, das auf Meshe Rabbein, as er gesagt im Emes. Shemaiti v'shachachti, und nicht im Hebech, Emes leis Shemaiti. What kind of compliment is this to Meshe? He's saying the truth. Das heute will ich weiß. Meshe was uh, such a special person, he admitted it and he admitted the truth. The fact that Meshe said the truth is not a, is not a compliment. Meshe was the Isha Emes, of course he said the truth. Beis, wie paar sagen, er versagt, was er hat gehört, von Hebech, nur jeder Bein auf. If Moshe had heard this from Hashem, he says, I heard this from Hashem and I forgot. Yitabeinu was found favor in his eyes. If it came from Hashem, it's not up to him to find favor in his eyes. Gimel, v'ikir. Question Gimel is very similar to question base. The fact that he agreed means that it could have been otherwise that he could have not agreed. And the Pasuk is telling us that he agreed. If Moshe had heard this from Hashem, it does, it does, it does, the Abister liked it. So the first, the question base is etiquette. It's inappropriate to say on something that, 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 that Moshe had heard from Hashem. Question Gimel is on the meaning of the words. What does it mean that he agreed? Did he have a choice to not agree? Did he have, it came from Hashem. If it came from Hashem, this is the halacha. Even if it wasn't the of Be'enov, it's still, it's still the fact. It's still the halacha. So when you're reading through the Pasuk, and if you're going to say that Moshe is saying, it just doesn't flow in traditional mikra. First of all, there's no, there's no great shakes that Moshe is saying the truth. Of course, Moshe says the truth. And number two, the words, not they fit in in, in, in in the wording. Not they fit in in the pshat. The Rebbe learned Rashi Kipshute. As Meisha had the mechilik nid kert in Eibush. The Rashi learns it much simpler. That Meisha had not heard this from Hashem. And the Rashi zokt in Friedik in Dibra Maschil of Dibrei Aaron. Hayita beine Hashem. And as Rashi says in the previous Rashi, Im Shemaita bekatsh Eishah a lechol lahakil bekatsh Edenus. Just because you've heard it. Uh, you heard about this with regards to Cheshaw that you were supposed to eat the carbon. You, Moshe, should not uh, uh, be lenient with Cheshaw. In other words, it wasn't something that was coming from Hashem. It was something that was Moshe's decision, uh, uh, the way Aaron was, was, was phrasing it. This is something that Moshe never heard from Hashem. What's the fees? Is move on. So now let's go back to our questions we had a few minutes uh, in the previous paragraph with regards to Psutish Mikra. There is a compliment here. Well, the compliment is not that he was saying the truth and not saying the not truth. The fact is that he could have not said anything. Moshe could have just said nothing, could have been silent, and the silent would have been his admission. He could have just said, Aaron, you're right. And not to notify that he didn't hear it before. And instead, Moshe says more than he had to. That's a compliment. The fact that he said the truth, that's not the compliment. The compliment is that he said more than he was supposed to. And now the words, 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 and now
Moshe is not cared for Nebuchadnezzar. He was Aaron Svarah, which Moshe had not heard from Hashem. So Vayita Beinav means that he accepted Aaron Svarah. Even though in other areas of halacha we do find comparisons between kachay deiris and kachay shah. Now, derech berasherat from the Pharisees and Freer, but Parshas Pesach Mitzrayim as kama vekamadinim of a nitalei is as eich Pesach deiris. That Rashi said in Parshas Boy that we learn many of the dinim of carbon Pesach for ledeiris from the Pesach Mitzrayim, which was a carbe a kachay shah. So we find that there are comparisons sometimes between Kachay Shah and Kachay Deiris. Nevertheless, it's Bademdin, Aaron's Psak, but in this case, Aaron was, was an Oinon, and Aaron felt that Kachay Deiris was different and he should not eat from the carbon. Moshe agreed with Aaron. The words Vayitavainu make much more sense. So Pasha, it's so, so simple, and you know the, the, the simplicity is the most beautiful thing here. Moshe is saying, I never heard this from Hashem. And he admits it. To say, he's going to say later, he even admits it publicly, that I never heard this from Hashem, which is a great compliment that Moshe wasn't embarrassed to say that Aaron knew something that he didn't know. And that he, it was something that Hashem didn't tell him. And then he listens to the Svara of Aaron, listens to Aaron's reasoning. And he says, you know what? It's good. So this answers our first question. What does Rashi mean? He was not embarrassed to say, I didn't hear this from Hashem. And he admitted that he never heard this from Hashem. The other question we had in Siv Beis was, what is bothering Rashi? And this will also answer, what is Rashi's mocker? Siv Beis. What's bothering Rashi in this passage, which is why Rashi has to say something, and specifically what he actually says, is in them, is in them, the words seem extra to Rashi. The what are they coming to teach us? And he, and he explains why it's a Chiddush, why Vayita Veinav are extra. The fact that Moshe was listening, heard what Aaron said, is obvious. In Al Base. We already mentioned this in Sif Base. That Aaron's talking to him. Moshe's listening. He's been made to move on as their tights from their Hesav of Ayishma Moshe. So, the meaning of the words Vayishma Moshe, Al Derech from Shamaita Lakelish Tachas. Vayishma Moshe cannot mean that Moshe was listening. Moshe heard it. But it has to mean like what uh, in part Chumash Bereishis that Adam uh, listened and accepted what Chava had said to him. Or Vehem Layadu Kishemei Yosef, they the brothers didn't know that Yosef could hear them. That Yosef could understand them. Of course he could hear them. But the, the Chiddush was that he could understand them. Ubekama Mukaymis, and there's many places in Torah where he uses the term Shmia. And it means that he understood and accepted these words. So it means Vayishma Moshe doesn't mean Moshe heard it. It means Moshe accepted it. It made sense to him. Then in that case, Vayitavainov is the same thing. So why does the Pasik have to say in addition to that, Vayitavainov? Moshe accepted. In other words, if we know that Moshe was listening, then Vayishma Moshe has to mean that Moshe did more than listening. 
He might say accept it. If Moshe accepted, then what's Vayita Veinov? Musben Zagin, as Vayita Veinov, kumt Moshev Zainav Yisro Moshe. So therefore, we must say that Vayita Veinov is adding on to the Vayisro Moshe. Aaron's raids on the Moshe need no niskabel givarn. Nor is his given aisav of a chiddush and teichem from Vayita Veinov. That not only. Was were Aaron's words accepted by Moshe, but there was something additional that occurred, which is understood in the Yitav Ba'enov. In Vos can zech ustrik in Azai Safa Vechidush, um Vos kumter pasik demit matgizayin deselin. Where does this addition express itself, and what is the pasik highlighting to, and telling us? Zokter Ashe, as their pasik main their mit as Vayisam Moshe is given. The pasik is telling us as neisav as Ba'em. So in the Reit Neskabel Gevarin, in addition to the fact that by Moshe himself. These words were acceptable. They were so uh, pleasing to him. They were so so agreeable to him. That he went, uh, he went on to tell it to others. And therefore this is the shvach, the praise of Meisha. He notified and publicized to everyone that he didn't hear this. Though it was not relevant to the very idea itself. He could have just said this is the halacha. It would have been enough to, to admit and accept, agree to the opinion of Aaron. But Meisha was so enamored by Aaron's that he accepted it and not only accepted it but he shared it with everyone and he shared it with everyone saying it's not mine I didn't say this I didn't hear it from Hashem Aaron came up with it so number one it's a great shvach for Moshe Rabbeinu that not only was he willing to admit Leishamaiti but also he was willing to tell people about it number one Vayita Veinav now makes sense so Moshe Rabbeinu accepted what Aaron had to say and Vayita Veinav was so good in his eyes found so much favor in his eyes that he shared it with others as well and now the Pasik makes so much more sense. If you understand Rashi, the Pashtas, and you understand what's bothering Rashi, now the Pasik is very, very smooth. The last question we had is, why does Rashi not bring this Indian of Balak Lal Kaz, Balak Lal Tos, that Moshe's mistake, so to speak, came because due to his anger, why does Rashi not bring this to Pashtas Matas? al but now that we've un- understood as the Pirush and Rashi is Kipsute as Meshach Gizakt Shamaiti, that we're understanding Rashi not like the Gemara that Shamaiti Vishachachti, that I forgot something that was taught to me, but rather Moshe said, I never heard this in the first place. Is moving as Rashi is not done it in Parashas Mifarashas Matis. It's understood why Rashi doesn't explain here what he explains in Parashas Matis. As Bolich Lokas, Bolich Lotos, because Moshe had gotten angry, that's why he, he, he made a mistake. Since now we know that this differentiation between Kachishah and Kachideris is a logical argument, not something that came down from Hashem, but it's a logical argument. So if it's a logical argument, there can always be a counter-argument. If, if you're following logic, logic could produce two opposite arguments. So to say that Moshe got angry and that's why he made a mistake, which is a huge chiddush, to say that Moshe made a mistake, Rashi has no need to say that because it wasn't really a mistake. There were two arguments. Aaron took one side, Moshe took another side. Moshe didn't make a mistake, meaning to say that there was something that Hashem taught him and he forgot it. That would be a big question. How could Moshe forget 
uh, something that Hashem taught him. You have to say the only re only explanation would be kas. But if the pshat over here that there was a svara of Aaron, Moshe had a different svara. It's not such a big problem, and therefore there's no reason to introduce a major chiddush that Aaron that Moshe got angry and therefore made a mistake. So therefore Rashi doesn't address it here because it's it's understood without it. Over there, we are compelled to say that Moshe's anger brought him to make a mistake because we see that he pushed forgot the halachas that were taught to him by the Ebishter. And then there is a question why would this anger bring him to a mistake? Why did it happen then? In other words, not in other places. So there's two questions that you might have over there. Number one, it's a chiddush to say that and then the other thing you would say is why did it happen in this case and not on the other times that Moshe got angry? Rashi says you find the same chiddush also on the eighth day of Miloim. And, and, this, and this is what, he, what he's saying. You are compelled to say that his anger brought him to make a mistake. Then we can go back to Smini Lamiluim and we can apply it to there as well. So now, this idea that Aaron had the right Svara and Moshe had the wrong Svara, now that we already know from Matos that there's a concept of, the, of his anger leading him to uh, make a mistake, we can apply that to, the, to, to, parsha, to our Parsha as well, to Parsha Shmini. But without it saying it there, we wouldn't have thought about it over here because we don't need it over here. Over here, we could just say they are two different svaras. So this answers the question why Rashi waits till Parshas Matos because number one over here, there's no need for Rashi to say it because there's no, it, the Chiddush, there's no need to make such a big Chiddush that Bolek Lalkaz, Bolek Laltos and it's only over there once you see that it happened and you have no choice but to say that it happened, then you could say it's happened other times as well. And so Ad Khan is the is Rashi. Now the second part of the Sikh is Yenish Shaltaid Pirishashi. We're gonna go into the Khsidis. And what we're going to try to do here is understand the difference between Mesha and Aram. Since as we said, the, the, the argument here between Mesh and Aaron was a logical argument. Therefore, first thing we have to understand as follows Aleph. In other words, why does Moshe's logic lead to the fact that there's no difference between Kachidatus and Kachisha, and Aaron's logic lead to the fact that there is a difference between Kachidatus and Kachisha? Base second question. Since Moshe's logic told him that there should not be a difference between Kachidatus and Kachisha, and he was so certain about it that when he saw them doing it, he got angry at them. What all of a sudden changed? When Aaron introduced a different svar, Aaron didn't bring a proof. 
He just introduces a different svara, and Moshe's mind changes so much that he said previously in Sif A that Moshe not only agreed, but he publicized the, his agreement, and he publicized the fact that he, that he hadn't learned from Hashem. So here's the beer. So referring to the fact that Moshe and Aaron meet when Moshe is on the way to Mitzrayim. So the Madrid says Chesed is Aaron, Emes and Moshe. Always know Moshe Emes, but Tirasa Yemes. Emes defines Moshe Rabbeinu. Aaron was Oyevis Abedius Makarvan Natoira. Aaron was Oyevis Shalom Veredus Shalom. Aaron is defined by Chesed. What's the differences? What, what among the differences of Chesed and Emes? The reason for Emes is as 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 is in them nitakin shenoyim. Emes is has no changes. In Yedin's man or in Yedin Malkum Shetir B'Shava, if it's the truth, it remains true in every time and, and in every situation and in every place. Like we know the Aleph Mem Tav that it's it's the it's the. Uh, beginning of the Aleph base, the middle of the Aleph base, the end of the Aleph base, to show that it is en enduring. We also know it's brought other places in the Kutusichis and in Chassidus, the idea of Naris and Mechazves, that the, that the uh, rivers that dry up every once in a while, every once in seven years, are not called Mayim Chaim, because it's that they're not real, they're not real, they're not Emes. Emes in Zelber Madregun and in Zelber Maimedamatsev. That Emes is something that remains true in every situation and every, in every place. Chesed Albert, Mosinyoni is Machen Gutz Andere. The idea of chesed, which is to bring good to others. You have to keep and take into consideration the state of, and, uh, of the various different recipients. Not, every, not all recipients are the same. Not only are the recipients different, but also the giver has to give differently according to According to the situation, and the Chazal tell us that sometimes it could be a situation where you give too much good and they can't handle it. So you have to know not to give too little what or what they need, and even when you're giving them what they need, you have to give them in the right amount. So MS is consistent, and Chesed is flexible. The river. Is the tias for us? Meishu with this MS as becholin. You must do a sophic paskin and as is in talking shino. If an ain't zman of my midamatzav is atzvetin. Meishu with me this MS. He comes. He leans to the direction that if there's a question, you have to rule in the in the direction of the fact that there's no difference. Did he ever been in the other galtnas in talking? Therefore, he felt that in this there's no reason to differentiate between kachaderes and kachishah. The zelbe kedusha v'asidah b'shah zu in the mezelbe neifin of tzaddik tushal aderes. The same holiness that we have today has to be consistent in the future. So, if the carbon is holy enough, that uh, if the carbon, although it is holy, we could be makel and have him eat it because he is an oynon. Even though he's an iron, I'm sorry. Then we could say the same thing in the Kachay Deiris because it's, it's, it's the same Kiddusha. But if you're looking at the level of Aaron, his idea is Shalom and Eiv. dedicated himself. All types of people, including those that were only on the level of Bris, creations of Hashem, their only uh, 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 quality 
was that they were created by Hashem, and he has to, and he would give to each one according to their level and situation. Aaron says there's a difference between Kachideris and Kachisha. When you're looking from the perspective of the recipients, those are the, who are dependent on the kindness of the carbon of the holiness. They should retain the same level and the same intensity of holiness in all the various different times and situations. Aaron says, Kachisha is doable. A person can be holy for a few minutes. But to say that this same holiness, this same passion, this same excitement for Kedusha should be, should be consistent. Lidoidus, it's impossible. And therefore, Aaron says, we have to make a difference between Kachidoidus and Kachisha. So this answers the question, the first question that we had, why is Moshe Svaranoita to no changes? Because Moshe is MS and MS is Nitri. Why does Aaron Svarah and why Aaron Svar know that it yes change because Aaron is Chesed and Chesed is flexible. Chesed sees it from the angle of the recipient and the recipient has to uh, uh, fluctuates. There are better times, there are worse times. Now before we go to discuss the uh, the, the second question, which is why Moshe changes his mind, he the, in Sif Ches he's going to support this idea of, of the difference of Moshe and Aaron through introducing another uh, 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 expression in Chesidus that Aaron Moshe is Shushvina de Malka. Moshe is the escort, so to speak, the the, the the interfeeder, as we say in Yiddish, of the Malka of the king of the Chassan of the Eibushter, and Aaron is Shushvina de Matronisa. Aaron is the escort, the interfeeder, the the uh, the, uh, the friend of the of the Matronisa of the queen of the Yidden. This idea is consistent with the fact that we know that the Madrig of Mesha is he is the Shushvin, the escort of the king, and Aaron is the escort of the Matrunisa of the Queen. He's the one who is engaged with the king according to the ramifications of the king. That is, draws down a lukus from above to the hidden below. The light comes down as it is in Atsilis without any differences. And that was Moshe's Avoida. That he drew, he drew down a locust to Yidim that came from above, and the light came down in all of its intensity, and he did not alter it uh, or contract it according to the recipient. It came down from above. The highest, the, the highest level. But Aaron's level, which he is the Shushvin of the Queen, he's Askus Bimatronisa Ugdorea, he is engaged with the Queen and operating according to her ramifications. What Aaron is doing is elevating Yidden from below to above, is the Allah Tluya and the Matzak of Yidden. The elevation depends on the level and state of the Yidden. And therefore, there's going to be differences. There's certain times that the Yidin were on a, low, a higher level, certain times Yidin were on a lower level. Even within Yidin Gufa, there's certain Yidin that are on a higher, certain Yidin are on a lower level. So if Aaron is lifting up Knesset Yisrael, Aaron has to find each Yid wherever they are. And therefore, there's going to be Chilukim 
between different people and between different times and between different situations. So this idea that Aaron, that the Moshe is consistent and Aaron is flexible fits in very well with this idea in Chassidus that Moshe is the Shushvina, the Malka. Remember, Malka is with an Aleph, which means the king, the Eibishter, and Aaron is Shushvina, the Matronisa. Aaron is the Shushvin of Knesset Yisrael, of Yidin, and therefore there has to be flexibility. Hala. After my, nevertheless, after Moshe hears from Aaron, that if you're looking at the perspective from the perspective of the Mata, there's going to be differences, and you cannot compare Kachi Shah and Kachi Deiris. Is by Yishma Moshe Vita Beinov as in the Skabuk Vonik Moshe. Moshe accepts it. For them is verstandig as nit nor is das uskeat mitzatchines Aaron chesed. They're ech mitzatchines Moshe with Emes. It's not just that Moshe sees it from Aaron's perspective. But if it says by Yisro Moshe vita beinov, it means that Moshe sees it even mitzat his own midah. Midas Emes, he sees the light in Aaron's words. He sees that there's something true to, to Aaron's words. So we have to understand, like we asked in the previous sif or two sifim ago, how does Moshe see and then accept Aaron's svarim? So in order to do this, first, in the end of Sif Tess and Sif Yud, we're first going to explain the whole concept of what is Aaron actually seeing here. And we're going to uh, say like this. We're going to say that even though a Yid, a, a human, a, a person on this world is a Mugbul, nevertheless, a person is able to reach their own personal Bligvul. And they do that by connecting with the Abishter's Bligvul. So even though we said that a Yid Lamata, there are differences of where he's holding, nevertheless, a Yid is capable of reaching Bligvul. And this is what Aaron is saying, is that even the fact that there's Shah and Deiris, the difference between the two, is actually uh, 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 possible, is actually a person could complete their Avaidah within the confines of the fluctuation of Shah and Deiris, as we'll see in the Sikh. With regards to Avedis Abedin and Tanya tells us as the Avazade is the Gabi Madregis Abedin Nikras Aveda Tama that the Ava of Abedin on the level of Abedinim is called a complete Aveda. This is the true, the truest, most, their truest, most Aveda, each on their level of Madregis Abedinim. Even though, as the God of Madrigas and Sadikim, Eidi Hashem be'emes la'amitei ain't b'chines avaz on the Krav Shem be'vedes emes klal, the God relative to the Tzadik, this avoida, this avoida is not considered avoidas emes. Me'achir shechil lefes be'vedes achar atfila because it passes after davening. Uchsiv s'fas emes tikin la'ad va'ad argiyah loshen sheker. The Pesach says initially that something that, that, that is spoken true will last forever, and something that is false is gonna go, is gonna fall away. So therefore, therefore, if a person davenes to the level of a benini, and after the davening, that uh, ava passes, it's not real ava. But that's the gabi the tzaddik. The gabi the benini, by him, the ava that he, that he reaches during davening is called emes How is that possible? Mamanashach. If if it's, it's passing after davening, that means it's not real. It's not, it's not, it's not going to endure forever. So why is it called emes so he explains as follows: that Indian from Emes Betachlis is double as Nilukos. 
It's going to explain that there is an objective truth and a subjective truth. Which means to say, the objective truth, truth which is really true, only exists in Elikos. Which the cost of is true. The world, as it is a world, cannot cannot contain truth. Because the world, by definition, is something that is going to going to going to fall apart, going to disappear. If it's not going to last forever, it can't be true. So what happens when you see truth in a creation? Even if you know that it's not the ultimate truth, it's only a subjective truth, this person. Where does it come from? It comes from the truth of Hashem. The emes from the lukus versus da unmeir in the in other words, a person is able to reach their own personal truth. Even though they're a nivra, and a nivra is not capable of, of, of for reaching the ultimate emes, but they could reach their own subjective emes. How? By connecting to emes of Ayala. When a person connects to the Abister's emes, it could bring him to his own personal emes. And he's going to bring an example from this, from Bechal Ma'itcha in the, in, in the brackets over here, which is going to make it understood even more, that a person could reach their own personal bleak vul, which <clears throat> we would call going out of their box, because when a person connects to the bleak vul of the Ebishter, it can help them go reach their own bleak vul, even though it's not a real bleak vul, it's only their own personal bleak vul, but it helps them reach their personal bleakful by connecting to the Avisir's bleakful. Let's see inside. This is similar to the explanation which is explained in other places that means your ma'id. Ma'id, as we know, means bleakful, the person's infinity. And when a person uh, uh, brings out his own bleak vul, he draws down the ma'ayt shalamayla, the bleak vul of the Ebishter. Chot shaz ma'ayt shalach is blaze hacher from them gul from dem enjons avedeh. Ober mitzadatz meidas an avedeh av mukbelas, even though bleak vul of the person. Means that it's bleak vul agave this person. But, on its own, it's actually a limited avedeh. Un agave eidin, mas halpa hacher avedeh is a takan av mukbelas mamish, and if you were to compare him to someone who's on a higher level, this ava, this avedeh would be a totally limited Finite Aveda of Ribal that the Indian Abligvul is blazed in the Lakos, but since Bligvul exists in the Lakos, but shaking Ibrahim is a Dan Betzmagbolum can bazin it Zaymi to that Matnua from Bligvul, and Ibrahim on their own cannot reach Bligvul, is there far, therefore, Bishas is Daba Nivra Tnu and Aveda was Echva Zaymi did the Vagbolum. If a Nivra is doing an Aveda that's drawing out going higher than his own personal limitations. He does farbundin un nemtzich when eivishtun that says bleak volamiti. This reaches and takes and comes, originates from the eivishter, who is the ultimate bleak vol and gave him the power to go out of his own volim. And this is why when a person reaches his moed, it's similar to and awakens the moed shalamayla because it, it it's what's giving him the strength to accomplish that. So a person could reach his own personal MS, what I'm calling his subjective MS, because 
he gets the Kayach from the objective emes. And that means that his subjective emes has value to it, not just because it's his emes, but because the Kayach for it is coming from the Abishtha's emes. So now let's take this back to the approaches of Mesha and Aaron. Aaron's approach is not a, 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 a lesser approach because, or, or an incomplete approach because it, it, it's coming mitzad in the, the matah. We just explained that the emes of the, of the person the matah is connected to the emes lemaila. So a person does his aveda properly, even though by him there's a difference between Shah and Deiris, it's still a complete Aveda. Because he's drawing down from the Emes into his personal level, into his Aveda, to bring it to a true and complete place. So this explains Aaron's position a little bit better. Aaron is not just saying we're not on the level of Moshe. Aaron is saying we can access the level of Moshe or the level of ultimate MS, because if we reach for our own MS, if we reach for our own Bligvul, we can reach, we, sh- we can connect to the Bligvul Shalomayla, the MS Avaya. So this is Aaron's argument. And it's very important to know that Aaron, Aaron is, is also because otherwise when we get to Moshe Rabbeinu, we, we, we can't leave us, we, we can't leave him hanging. So he, he asked the first, he asked the question in the beginning of Siftes, why does Moshe accept Aaron's, Aaron's approach. So the first thing we have to do is we have to understand Aaron's approach a little bit better. That Aaron is not uh, compromising on, on Emes. Uh, to a little bit he is, but he's saying that even though we're, we're coming with Lamata Lamaila, we still have access to the Emes Havai. Those is out with the Emes. Now let's go back to my show. Those is out with the Emes Havai is Laila. This works how the Emes Havai comes into the world. And how it's shining down onto creations. The level of the way it remains in Atsilis. Which is higher than the Emes as it comes down into the Nivroim. And therefore, to begin with, Moshe did not see the difference between even though that Aveda is MS, also MS Avaya, but it's MS Avaya Lohelam. And it's not MS Avaya the way it is in Atsilis. And Moshe is in Atsilis. And now, but now what happens? Now we go to Sifu Dalif to understand after Ari makes his argument, what happens? But now, the way the Pasik says, was understood that Moshe saw something after Aaron, that even Moshe, the way he is not Silas, should also see the difference between Kacheshan and Kachedeiris, should also see the power of flexibility, should also see the power of things changing according to the times. So to speak, is there beer in them? Says your dua as a tachlis and pedimis hakavana for neilamatzilus is to leave the ravede vegilu lokus nivrayim lamata. The ultimate purpose of elamatzilus is so that way that we should that there should be a possibility of bringing down the gilu lokus for the nivrayim. Thus says in atzilus that's very yonim, which means that atzilus actually has two components, two elements. Atzilus on its own, which is beyond creation. From the perspective of its purpose, which its purpose is for creation. And therefore, even in Atzilus, you can 
you can acknowledge creation. And Moshe contains both of these elements. Moshe, on the one hand, is Atzilis, the way it is higher than the Nivroim, the ultimate Emes. The Emes, higher than the Emes of Nivroim. Aaron, because he is the, the, the helper of Knesset Yisrael, of the Queen of Yidin, as to the point that he, that he brings the, the, the people to the Teda, Teda's Meishot Megalagiven, the Kavanah was as verbunden mit Mate Vetachten, but sie is the Kavanah Pnimis from the Memes von Atzilis. So Aaron reveals the second element of Meishot which is the, the purpose of Atsilas, which is to bring down the truth of Atsilas into this world, as in Yonis to leave them gilu in the Aaron transforms Moshe, so to speak, that Moshe should not just see or be uh, in Atsilas the way it is to itself, but Moshe should be uh, in Atsilas, but Atsilas the way it is already eyeing the Nivroim, and in that level, he could see the Emes Elam the way Aaron saw it as well. So this explains to us why initially they were different, because Aaron is Emes Avaya Le'olam. In other words, really we said Aaron is Chesed. But in Chesed Gufa, Chesed could reach Emes, but only Emes Avaya Le'olam. Mashiach came, Moshe was Emes Avaya, the way it is not Silas. And Aaron comes to Moshe and says, one second. Even Atzilus has to uh, has to look at Olam because that's its ultimate kavana. And if Atzilus looks at Olam, then Atzilus could see the difference between Shah and Deiros. You'd base the Eirah from the Mavitz Kolachavechad. There's a very powerful Eirah, a twofold Eirah here, very powerful. When a person is looking at his own Avaida, it has to be without changes. Which is the end of that Pasek. It doesn't change. You, the children of Yaakov, should not either change. Meaning to say you shouldn't fall. You shouldn't fluctuate. But if you're involved with another Yid, to the level of those who are just creations, he has to get involved in that person's situation. And to know that not every time is the same. You can't begin to help another person by demanding and, and pressuring and pushing the person to constantly be in the same level in all times, in the, easy, in the, in the good times and, and the others. So therefore, there's two points here. Point number one is that when it comes to yourself, demand the world of yourself. Demand yourself to never fall and to never change. But when it comes to another yid, you can't start on that level because you'll never... Because you'll,